0: Welcome to another edition of the Raven Narratives. I'm Sarah Severson.
1: My name is Tom Yoder. We're the co producers of the Raven Narratives. How's it going? It's
0: good, real good. <laughs> woot, woot. <laughs> it's spring in the Southern Rockies. We're that doing is great. That's
1: right. The story you're about to hear was told in March at our last Raven Narratives event when the theme was trust.
0: Mm-hmm. And the story you're about to hear is from Ernie Garcia, who's lived in the Durango, Colorado area for all of his 36 years. He takes advantage of running, backpacking, and fishing as often as possible in the mountains around here. And Ernie's been in the healthcare industry for 15 years, serving as an RN. He always wants to learn more in everything that he does. Here's Ernie's story.
2: So... In February of 2015, I found myself at the start of a race the longest distance I had ever done before. And I don't know if it was because Arizona at 6 a.m. is freezing cold or if it was because I was scared to death to run 100 kilometers, but I couldn't get my body to stop shivering. I started to think, Why do I even want to do this? What am I doing this for? And then there it was in the desk drawer at home under a pile of papers, my mom's death certificate. And on the first line it read, cause of death, morbid obesity. And through the doctor's appointments and the every-other-day dialysis, I made a promise to myself that I would take care of my body, and I would fight genetics, and I would not become another statistic. So, these memories kept me going probably for most of that morning. And when I got to the aid station at mile 21, I met some of the kindest people. They were wonderful. They took off my hydration pack. They filled it with electrolytes. They gave me words of encouragement. And as I moved forward, I felt really good. I thought, I have almost ran a complete marathon. And I felt strong. I was passing people, people that looked like they should be there, (laughs) you know. The tall, skinny, (laughs) runners. And then the comments started to fill my mind at that point. Comments like, well, you don't look like a runner. You don't have a runner's body. And I guess I really never understood what those words were, because to me, I felt like if you believed in yourself and you trusted yourself, You could do or be anything you wanted to. Now this drive pushed me a lot into this 113 degree day. It was hot. And as I made my way down a large canyon, I could see in the distance just the most beautiful landscape I'd ever seen in my life. The cactus covered the trails. The sun hit the rocks and made the most beautiful colors. And I thought to myself, how lucky am I to be this healthy, to be able to enjoy this? So when I got to the bottom of that canyon, there was a large stream down there. And I took advantage of that stream in 113 degree weather. (laughs) And I submerged my entire body in it. And as I lay there, I thought I may have made a really big mistake (laughs) because I no longer wanted to get out of the (laughs) water. But again I could hear my mother's voice telling me to get up put my shoes on and finish what I started. In the same voice she used to yell across the house when I was not wanting to go to school. And so, I took that advice. I got out of the water, and I made it to the aid station, which was about mile 48 at this time. When I got there, I fumbled through my sack, because you get to drop off drop-off bags at a couple aid stations. And I knew this one would be important because the night was getting cooler, um, the sun was starting to go away. So, I made my way out into the trail, And I realized that the sun was slipping away into the Arizona sky. And with the relief of the heat of the day, I started to feel the fear of the darkness of the night. So I put on my $4 Walmart headlamp that I'd bought the night before, and I made my way. And as I was doing that, I could hear another runner coming up behind me. And as she got closer, she said to me, would it be okay if I ran with you? I'm really scared of the dark. And in my manliest voice that I could muster (laughs) up, I said, of course you can. (laughs) So we ran together for probably 10 miles. And we laughed and we joked and we had the greatest time. We could hear the burrows, these wild burrows in Arizona, (laughs) singing into the night. And we shared each other's stories and why we were there. But you know, with every mile I could hear my new friend's voice getting a little bit more defeated. And when we got to the aid station at mile 58, we stood up and she gave me a hug and she said, if you're going to finish this in the 18 hours that they gave us, you're going to have to do it alone. She had just finally given up. So I made my way into the darkness, realizing now that I was no longer afraid of the dark, but I was more afraid of defeat at this time. And this gave me enough drive to push myself into the desert. And there it was. In the distance, the red and green light I had been chasing all day long. And with this newfound adrenaline rush I got, I crossed the finish line, I looked up at the clock, and it read 17 hours, 41 minutes, 7 seconds. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Thanks, Ernie, so much for sharing that story.
0: To pitch your story or hear more on our website, go check out ravennarratives.org.
1: Also, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, all three.
0: Amazing. And check out our photo gallery on our website at ravennarratives.org. We want to say a big thanks to McCarson Jones, uh, who's our photographer extraordinaire, did those black and white portraitures. Um, you can check out more of her work at RedScarfShots.com.
1: There's something about seeing the photo of a storyteller yeah. that kind of ties it all together. It
0: connects. and you want to see what they look Especially like. Right? She does something around in terms of c- catching their essence and the way they, their mm-hmm. eyes. You know, there's something to the eyes.
1: I love it, too, because, like, she'll capture different, like, smiling and more serious. Mm-hmm. Anyway, check out our gallery.
0: It's beautiful.
1: RavenNarratives.org.
0: Thanks, Carson.
1: The Raven Narratives is a production of KSJD Community Radio in Cortez, Colorado, right here downtown at the corner of Market and Main. You can find out more at ksjd.org.
0: Or stop by. I always want people to stop by. I, I know,
1: because you don't work here. In person. <laughs> I know. Come by and distract Tom from his work. You, don't
0: call me while you're here, but talk to Tom. I'll
1: give you Sarah's cell phone number.
0: You can call her. <laughs> <I tell you. laughs>